right, all right, man. I wanna welcome all of our campuses. I wanna welcome our South Shore campus, Gulf Coast, those that are joining us each week online and Facebook Live. And every week, I particularly wanna welcome the men and women at the St. Tammany Parish Jail and those at the Orleans Justice Center. Come on, can we just welcome all those that are joining us live? So excited. Welcome, welcome. I wanna welcome all of our guests. We have been preparing and planning for you guys and for this series, really for the last year. Every year in the beginning of the year, uh, January, February, I do a six-week series called a community series. Uh, it's something uh, that I write. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll have six messages that I teach, and then our, our team will write a devotional based upon that. Uh, we're very fired up about it. It's something that I believe that God wants to speak to us about each year. There's a theme, uh, and this year the theme is how to hear how to hear the voice of God. Now, I want to just say three things uh, up front. Again, what is above the noise? Number one, above the noise is a six-week message series. I'm going to be teaching each one of the weeks, uh, so I'm going to encourage you to come. How many of you guys believe that God answers prayer? Come on, would you just? Okay. All right, now watch this. Let me show you. Now, let me just say this as the pastor. You know, just, just, just show me some grace. I believe that God answers everybody's prayer, but I believe sometimes, every now and then, God just answers Pastor Steve's prayers just a little bit more. Hang on. <laughs> just, just hang on, don't judge me, don't judge me. I said, God, I'm believing that the saints do well and make the playoffs, hang on. But, and so I'm a big football fan. I'm like, Lord, I'm believing that. And I know we got players and coaches in our church for the Saints. So I'm like, Lord, please, God. So, so, so we're seeing that, right? Step one, right, right. But I also said this because I'm a pastor. Lord, I'm believing that none of the games interfere with the weekend services. <laughs> so today, notice, notice when the game is at what? 3.30 today, right? When we win today, notice when the game is next week, 2.05. <laughs> then there's no game before the Super Bowl. Then it's at night. How many know God answers Pastor Steve's prayers? Come on. All right. Why, why do I say that? There's no excuses the next six weeks. We need to be in church, man. There's nothing like I love the first of the year. People, man, they're working out. They're getting in shape physically. They're getting all their stuff in line. Nothing wrong with that. That's awesome and good. But there's something about being in shape spiritually and being in the house of God. So what is above the noise? Number one, it's a six-week message series that I'll be teaching. Number two, it's also an opportunity to engage in small groups. We have over 1,000 small groups all over uh, both the North Shore, South Shore, Greater New Orleans area, and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, we have groups in homes. We have groups in businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, before work, during work, after, all over the place. And so this is our one time of the year where I strongly want to encourage you, if you're not in a group, here's what I say. Taste and see that small groups are good. <laughs> Pastor, what if I go to a group and I don't like it? Go to another. <laughs> Pastor, what if I go to another group and the people are weird? You can go to another. Pastor, what if I go to another one? I don't like it. You've got an issue. <laughs> You're the problem. I just want to let you know. We'll give you three. That's it, man. The point is, is that we just want to get you connected. Here's what we believe. Watch this. We believe that life change happens best in circles. 
There's something about getting involved in over a thousand small groups we have. All right, the third and final thing is that, again, I'm going to be teaching six weeks on how to hear the voice of God. But we have written, our team has written a devotional based upon my messages. Again, it's a devotional that you'll start tomorrow morning, Monday morning. But secondly, it's also the book that you bring to small group where you'll be able to write things down and interact during that time. All right. So today I want to begin our series on how to hear the voice of God, how to hear the voice of God. I'll say this. We only get something out of it if we put something into it. So I'm excited about all of our engagement. Speaking of, speaking of hearing, reminds me of a story about an elderly couple that went in and this elderly wife brought her elderly husband into the doctor's office and he was hard of hearing and so the doctor was kind of directing some of this to her. You know, it was his annual checkup and, she, and he said to her, he said, listen, I'll tell you, he says, you know, he's doing okay, but we want him to live a long time. Yes, we want him to live a long time. Let me give you three things, three things that you're going to have to do, ma'am, if you want to help him live a long time. And remember, he's hard of hearing. Number one, number one, you're going to have, well, here's the deal. You're, you're going to have to every, every night from scratch, not leftovers from scratch, you're going to have to make him a nice warm meal every night. Number two, you're, you're going to really have to help. I mean, the, the, the house has got to be spotless because he gets nervous. Older people, you know, it's got to be totally clean. Number three, you're going to have to write him notes, like love notes, encouragement notes, tell him he's a champion. I mean, all that stuff. And that'll really help kind of elongate his life. It'll, it'll help him, I'm telling you. So they get home, and, and he kind of pulls her clothes because he couldn't really hear. And the doctor, he said, well, honey, what, what did the doctor say? Am I, am I good? Am I going to live a long time? And, and the wife says, unfortunately, honey, the doctor says you're going to die soon. <laughs> How many know we only hear what we want to hear sometimes? Isn't that right? <laughs> we, we only hear what we want to hear sometimes. The fact is, is that we live in a noisy culture, hence the title, Above the Noise, the noise around us, the, the, the accessibility that we have. The access to technology is a good thing, it's a bad thing. I was with some friends last week, we were talking about some stories, I hadn't seen one of them for years, and we were talking about, we were in high school 30 years ago, actually over 30 years ago, and it was interesting, I was, I was, I was talking about, uh, you remember this man, and then I just picked up the phone and called you, I said, time out, I didn't pick up the phone and call you. I went to the pay phone, how many of y'all remember pay phones? Come on, y'all remember that? Okay, how many remember when they were a dime for a call? Y'all remember that? Okay, I'm gonna stop there, but anyway. So now we don't have to pick up, we, we just have, I mean, it's accessibility. Again, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's, a, there's an upside to that, right? But there's also a downside to that. Now, I remember the first time that I could recall in my mind about text messages. Let me tell you what, for me, now I know they were prior to this, but for me it was during Hurricane Katrina. Because that's all we could do right back then. Those of you that were this part of this, the, the Gulf Coast region during then, you remember that. Texting, now watch this, watch this, watch this. 2010, 2010, there was 200, I don't know how they record this, but I got this information this week, 240 billion text messages per month in 2010, all right? 2017, there's 781 billion text messages per month. I don't know how many they are now, two years later. Think about, think about the information that's coming to us, whether it's text messages, whether it's email. Again, there's some upside to that, the accessibility, right? Work, we can do things, but there's a downside. That, that, creates, that creates a lot of what? Everybody say it. Noise. Culture's cluttered. Things are cluttered. Our lives are cluttered. There's things clanging up for us all the time. 
The problem with that is, is that because we're listening to so much stuff around us and our lives are so busy and so cluttered, so much information, so many sounds, and so, so much is coming to us, the problem with us, the problem with that is it can often crowd out the voice of God. We're listening to every other voice around us. The question is, are we listening to God's voice? God is speaking. God wants to speak to his creation. God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to me. The Bible says in John chapter 10, this is what Jesus said. He says, my sheep, we belong to him, right? He's the shepherd. We're the sheep of the shepherd, Jesus. The Bible says that my sheep hear my what? Everybody say it. Voice. So in other words, God is speaking. Can he break through all of the other voices that we are listening to? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So God has a voice. God wants to speak to us. God is a communicator. There's lots of ways, by the way, that God speaks. Matter of fact, this is a six-week series. Today I'm going to be giving you three kind of undergirding principles kind of the underpinnings of our, our whole series. I'm going to talk about three principles about a, uh, of hearing the voice of God. Next week, I'm going to jump into week one of the first and primary way that God will speak to us through his word, right? All of this comes out of the Bible. I'm going to talk about how God will speak to us through his word. Week two, or week three then, the second way that uh, I'm going to talk about how God speaks to us, how God will speak to us through his inner witness, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, how do you know, Pastor? How do I know if this, this, this thing on the inside of me, how do I know if it's God's voice or just kind of like something else or maybe something I ate the night before? How, how do I know if there's this red light, this green light? I'm gonna talk to you and teach you how you can discern the voice of God, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Then I'm gonna talk to you about this. I'm gonna talk to you about how we can hear godly counsel. There's lots of counsel going on in the earth. The question is, are we getting godly counsel? Godly counsel gives God's perspective. Then I'm gonna talk to you about how what the Bible talks about. I'm not, not out of my own imagination, my own thoughts, but what does the Bible talk about dreams and visions? Can we rely, does God even speak through visions today? Is that something that God does? Is that in the Bible? And then the last week, I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna talk about how I believe that God, watch this, speaks to us through circumstances. I'm gonna help you to discern, how do you know if the circumstance in your life is demonic? Paul was hindered by demonic circumstances. Sometimes we need to kick circumstances down and punch through. Sometimes circumstances are part of the fallen world, but sometimes God allows circumstances in our lives to protect us from ourselves. How do you know the difference? How can you discern the difference? I wanna to talk to you for six weeks on how to hear the voice of God. If you have your Bible, I'm gonna ask you to open up to the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel. The Old Testament book of 1 Samuel. It's not a sin in this church to look in the table of contents. All right, that's okay, right? You can look in there. 1 Samuel, is a, it's a wonderful book of actually entitled after a man who was one of the great prophets in the Old Testament, Samuel. Let me give you a little background of 1 Samuel. Same, matter of fact, when I do baby dedication at church, uh, we dedicate children to the Lord once a month here at Church of the King. And one of the things that I do is I'll talk about the story of a woman named Hannah. And the Bible talks about Hannah. She was a godly woman, and she was barren, and she cried out to God. She said, God, if you'll give me a son, Lord, I'll give him back to you. Well, sure enough, she had a son, and his name was what? 
Samuel. Samuel then was given to the Lord. So she, this is kind of, the, kind of the foundation of baby dedication. This is where we get it from biblically. And so she comes before the Lord and says, God, you've given me this child, Lord. I'll give him back to you. Well, one of the things about that was is that, that, that he had a call upon his life to be a priest unto the Lord, this young man. So the Bible says that he actually moves into the temple. I don't know where he lived in the temple, but there was an older man there named Eli who was a priest. Now follow with me. So there's this older man named Eli who was a priest mentoring this younger man, Samuel, who was going to be this great leader for God, this great voice for God. And so now we see the interchange between these two as this young man is being mentored in the temple. All right, 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. I'm going to read a little bit more scripture, and I usually do because I want you to get the context. This story depicts the three principles that we're going to be unpacking each week. I'm going to talk to you about that God is a communicator, and he wants to speak to us, and why we often misunderstand that voice. Watch this. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. The Bible says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and there was no widespread revelation. Verse 2. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called the Lord. Watch this. The Lord is speaking now to Samuel. And he answered, and he said, here I am. Watch this. So Eli's laying over here, Samuel's somewhere else over here, all right? Young man, about 12 years old at this time, all right? So God is speaking to Samuel. Watch what Samuel does. Samuel thinks Eli's speaking to him. Look at the next verse here. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you, lie down again. And he went, lie down. So, 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 he, so Samuel hears this voice. He runs over, hey, you call me. What, what do you need, sir? Right? He's his mentor. This is the young protege. Eli's the mentor. So he ran to Eli and said, then again, the Lord called yet again. That's this, this is now the second time. So Samuel arose. He goes back to Eli. And he says, here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Look at this next verse. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. So he's, he's growing in this. Look at verse 8 here. The Bible says, and the Lord called again Samuel a third time. So he rose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli, let me pause there for a moment. So it's the third time, and Eli, as his mentor, as the one that was helping to shape and raise this young man up in the things of God. He perceives now what's going on. Oh, God is speaking to this young man. The Bible says, and Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Two more verses, look at verse nine here. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and it shall be if he calls that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant here. So Samuel went and lay down again in his place. Last verse, watch this. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. The fourth time, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. What's interesting about this is that oftentimes in our lives, as we're growing in God, we often need somebody maybe that's just, maybe just a little bit further down the path. 
to help us understand and discern that God is actually speaking to us, that God is a communicator, that God wants to speak to us. Again, I'm gonna teach you in here in just a moment that the principles of how to hear God, but it's interesting. You know what this series is all about? Again, I don't hold myself up as some super spiritual person that I've arrived at all. I'm in process just like you guys, but, but I have been walking with the Lord for 30 years and I have heard the voice of God, not an audible voice, but I'm gonna to talk to you about how through the word of God, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, et cetera, et cetera. And there's something about, watch this, there's something about when you begin to hear the voice of God, your life in God takes on a whole new dimension. Matter of fact, I wanna say a statement that is, a, that, that is kind of the basis of our series. When you begin to hear the voice of God and obey that voice, your life will revolutionize. There is nothing greater, listen, there's nothing greater in your life. There's no accomplishment, there's no attainment, there's no peak, there's no valley. There's nothing that compares to you and I when we begin to hear the voice of God. There's nothing that compares to that. It's interesting that God is a communicator. And the thing that I love about God is that God does not give up on us. Thank God that God didn't say one time, I'm gonna give this boy one shot, I'm gonna speak to him one time, but if he doesn't recognize me, no, he goes, Lord, I mean, Eli, did you talk? No, back, second time, third time. Just like I'm reminded in Acts chapter 10 when God spoke to Peter. See, here's the point. Some of you maybe have been walking with God for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and you say, Pastor, I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. I know my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, but I've never really learned the spiritual, and let me call it, it's a spiritual, it's a skill, it's an art, whatever, of how to hear God, that you can hear God. But here's the good news. God doesn't give up on us after the first time. How many are all grateful for the grace of God that God will speak again and again and again? And what my role is, and let me say it this way, as a pastor, a mentor, a coach, whatever you want to call me, I want to help you guys because some of you guys have been hearing God for a long time. You've just not recognized this voice. You've not understood that it was God speaking to you, that God was the one talking to you. Now, back to Samuel. The fourth time, Samuel now is beginning. He takes Eli's instruction God speaks to him again, and he stands up, and he says, speak, Lord. And the Lord, if you, begin, if you read that whole chapter in the next, God begins to speak to him, and he begins to outline in detail some things that were going to happen in Israel and through his life, some things that were good, some things that were challenging. The point is, is that God was speaking to Samuel. Now, I'm going to give you three principles, and we're going to be revisiting these each week. You're going to hear them next week, the following week. And these are so important, these principles, because they're really the underpinnings for our series. Number one, we're going to jump right into it. By the way, for all of our guests, I put notes in your bulletin. Why? Uh, just for you, to be able to serve you, to be able to help you. We actually give away, I think, notebooks. You can put them in there. There's something about interacting, even writing things down. All right, number one, first principle of our series. It's very basic, but it's very profound. Number one, God is a, everyone say it communicator. We are not deists. We're theists. A deist believes that God is the creator. And then he wound up the earth. He created you. And he's just kind of letting life go on its own. No, we believe in both the transcendence of God, but also the imminence of God. God is immediately involved in his creation speaking to us. God is a communicator. God is talking to us. Think about when you open up the book of Genesis, the very, very, Beginning of the Bible, the Bible says, and God said, and God said, 
And God said, and God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was God. Right after there's an establishment of God being the creator, it's God being the communicator. God is speaking, and God said, and God said, well, who is God speaking to? God's talking to his creation. God is a communicator. All the way through the book of Genesis, Genesis and Exodus, God is speaking. You go all the way through the Old Testament, all the way, God is speaking, God is communicating. Now all the way to the, to, to the last book of the Bible, very first book of the Bible, God is speaking. Last book of the Bible, God is still speaking. The issue is not God speaking, the issue is our hearing. Revelations chapter 2, look what the Bible says right here. This is the last book of the Bible. I established the principle in the first book. God is a communicator. Look at the last book of the Bible. He who has a what? Say it and not talking about a physical ear, but there's a spiritual hearing that as you walk with Jesus, as you walk with God, as you, as you develop in your relationship with Christ over the years, there's a, there, here's part, part of the, part of the uh, let me say this, the litmus test of somebody that's growing in Christ is their ability to grow in their hearing. They're hearing. So in other words, let me tell you what my desire is during this series as your pastor to serve you guys in the word is to get your spiritual ears to grow where you can hear the voice of God. Look what he says. He who has an ear, let him what? Say it. Hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I mean, the Holy Spirit's still speaking to us today. God is speaking to us by his spirit. God is speaking to us through his word. God is speaking to us through godly counsel. God is speaking to us through some circumstance in our life. Again, I'm going to help you to discern how to discern that circumstance. Is it God? Is it the enemy? Is it the fallen world? God is a communicator. It's interesting. I, um, my wife and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I've always been a communicative individual. I, as a kid, you know, my mom used to tell me about it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a speaker. I'm a talker. I've always been like that. I, I like the, pro- by the way, I'm a verbal processor. Any verbal processors in the house? Yeah, we torment people, don't we? I mean, we just, we just call over and over and over. And if, you, and if you're in a relationship, now my wife's a communicator as well, but, but if, you, if you're in friendship with people that don't, see here, some people are internal processors. Some people are external processors. I'm an ex, so in other words, I reach conclusions by talking it out. Well, if you're married to me, that's a lot of energy, by the way. I'm like, all right, let's go over this, let's hash it out. You know, and my whole strategy is to wear them down and then like, you're right. But anyway, so don't tell my wife I said that. Okay, don't. I never forget one time, man, we were in this little, this, we don't get in fights, we have healthy discussions. And so we were, we were in this little thing, you know, and she, and she, she goes, you just, you, just, you just talk about it too much. You just talk. And, and I said, I said uh, would you then be suggesting I'm a communicator? She goes, and some. And I said, uh, guess who else is a communicator? God. The point is God is talking to us. You ever been in a relationship with somebody? I say this respectfully. You ever been in a relationship with somebody and they don't talk? You're like, can you draw a picture? Is there any like flow, inhale, exhale, relationship? I mean, come on. I'm so grateful that we don't serve a God that's, that's, and I say this respectfully, that's mute, that he's communicating. There's an interchange, there's a flow. The issue is not whether God is talking. The issue is not whether we are listening. 
Now, I'm not a super smart guy. I mean, I have a liberal arts degree. I, we have brilliant people in our church. I mean, just, just y'all are genius people, and I don't understand. And I was more on the liberal arts side, the writing, communicating. I know we have math and science people, and, and you know, and, and, and just I understand that. But, but, and I don't understand this fully, but I understand the bigger concept. I don't know how it works, but radio waves. Now, think about this for a moment. Radio waves. Now, now radio waves are they're, they're, they're going all over the place, right? There's, you know, they're just all over the place. So, so, so. But if a person has a receiver and they tune in to say, I don't know, 89.1. <laughs> Y'all didn't catch that. Okay, 101.1, country. Easy rock, I'm not sure what that one is. Okay, Led Zeppelin, okay, I don't know where that is. But anyway, so. The fact of the matter is, it's, it's not, listen, the issue is not are those radio waves going out. The issue is are you tuned into them? You, you, matter of fact, you could be 50 yards away from somebody, and, and they could be listening to the radio, and that wave can be shooting right over your head. The issue is not, is that radio wave going out? The issue is, are you tuned into it? In other words, are you a receiver? Are you connecting? The issue is not, what is the analogy now? The issue is not God speaking. You could be in church with somebody and worshiping God and get nothing, and somebody next to you could be crying because God is talking. You could be in, a, in the same house with somebody, and God is speaking, and you're reading your Bible, and God is powerfully impacting, and somebody else going, I don't know what you're talking about. Why? Because the issue is not whether God is talking. The issue is, are we receiving what he's saying? Are we tuned in? Are we tuned in? All right, everybody say, God is a communicator. All right, number two, the second thing is we often misunderstand and confuse the voice of God. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. The Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. So he ran to, ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you, lie down again. Well, what's going on here? Why is it that we often misunderstand the voice of God? If God is speaking to us, and God is a communicator, and he desires to communicate to his children, right? Jesus said, my sheep, why? He's speaking, so we have the spiritual capacity to hear God. Why is it we often don't? Is it the sender or the receiver? Well, we know it's the receiver, but why is it? Why is it that we often misunderstand the voice of God? It's interesting when you begin to think about the whole concept of a receiver. I want you to think about this. Now I'm gonna take the focus off of God. We know he's speaking. We know he's communicating. Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice. Jesus said he's a communicator. The Bible is speaking to us. The, Holy, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. God is talking to us. Why am I not hearing that? Or am I hearing? Or am I just confusing? Is there, am I obscuring what actually God is saying to me? There's a cloudiness. Why am I? I'm trying to discern this, Pastor. I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, I know the problem we've established. Principle number one, the problem's not with God. Principle number two, the challenge is with, with us. But why? Why is it? I want to. The issue is not my want to. It's not my desire. It's my design. Now, let me unpack this just for a moment. I'm going to do it slow because I know this may be a new concept for some people, but this is so critical and germane to us understanding, not is God speaking, but how we can hear or why we don't hear. First Samuel, or it's actually First Thessalonians, Paul begins to introduce some. Actually, this, this theme is established throughout Scripture, but this is such an important concept. 
I'm answering the question. Remember, these principles are going to be with us for six weeks. I'm answering the question, why is it that we often misunderstand the voice of God? It's not that God is not speaking, but it's the receiver. We're talking about us, the receiver. Now, I want to talk to you about the design, how we're designed, and it'll begin to give you some insight why we uh, obscure, why we confuse, why we, why, why we often have a challenge with hearing and understanding God's voice. First Thessalonians chapter 5, here it is. Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica, he says, now may the God of peace sanctify you completely. Paul introduces a theme of our design. He says, and may your whole, what's this word? Spirit, what's the next word? Soul, what's the next word? Body, be preserved blameless of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a principle in the Bible that I believe is clear that God has actually designed us Listen, we're not, just spirit, we're not just body and soul, but we're actually spirit, soul, and body. I believe scripture teaches that we're a, tr- a three-part being. Now, I did, this, I did this little graph for you guys. I think that you have this on your notes. All right, so this is important. This is important to establish right up front. I'm establishing the issue is not with the sender. It's not with the speaker. It's the receiver. It's us. What do you mean by that? I'm unpacking our design. Here it is. Number one, we are a spirit, the deepest part of who we are. We're going to live forever. By the way, did you know that you're going to live forever, not your body, all right? You're not going to live, but but you're going to live forever. And where you live is based upon what you've done with Christ in the here and now. So we are a spirit, but we have a soul. We have a mind, a will, and emotions. But we live in this earth suit called a body. Now, this is important. And we interface and we interact with our environment through our five senses, right? What we see, taste, smell, touch. Now, it's interesting. There's an interaction between our body and our soul where information exchange is happening, right? We smell something. It reminds us of something our mom cooked for us when we were little. It begins to produce a glandular response in our physiology, our, our body, our physical responses. And, and then, and then we, we may make a decision to move towards the kitchen to try to reproduce that experience, all right? But our spirit, the deepest part of who you are, by the way, when you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you, on the inside. Now, here's what happened. Listen to me closely. I'm going to say this slowly. Before the fall, Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2, God created Adam and Eve. Prior to the fall, the Bible says that Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden in the cool of the day. There was nothing that hindered their communication between God, nothing at all. Why is that? Because prior to the fall, I want to submit to you that their spirit had predominance over their body and soul. In other words, they weren't controlled by their impulses, their body, and they weren't controlled by what they thought, felt, or wanted. They were connected to God, and God would speak. But after the fall, after Genesis chapter 3, when sin entered the earth, I'm talking about why we often misunderstand the voice of God. After sin entered the earth, the spirit now became subjugated to our body and our soul. Now we have to fight what our impulses of our flesh want. Does this make sense? Now we have to fight and grapple with our thought process and our emotions, how we feel, and our desires, what we want. So how does this play out, pastor, in hearing the voice of God? Let me give you an example, all right? 
If I open the Bible, which I will and have and do, right, every week, if I say to you as your pastor, all right, the Bible says, watch how this works. I'm talking about why we often misunderstand and confuse the voice. If, the, if I say, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, God loves you and God cares about you, okay? Is that scripture yes or no? Is that God's word yes or no? Okay, here's the point. If you, hearing me, hearing your pastor, all right, if you heard somebody when you were a young child say something similar to you, but then was non-loving towards you, not kind to you, or worse, abusive towards you, even though God's word is coming to you, you hear his word, it conjures up mental pictures of your past, which then elicits scary, fearful, terrifying emotions that are locked in your subconscious, which then will cause you potentially to reject God's voice, not because it's not true, but because it reminds you of something of your past. Does that make sense? So the problem is not the speaker, the problem is not the sender, the problem is with the receiver, because we often receive so much of what God is trying to say to us through the grid structure of our body and soul. Does that make sense? So what's the point? The point is, we wanna get our spirit, man, that's why the Bible says be led by the what? Spirit, and not by the what? Flesh. We're not animals. Animals, and I say this respectfully, even though dogs and I'm growing in my fondness, <laughs> I'm not there. But they're not moral beings. We're moral creatures. There's a conscience in our spirit. There's, there, so what our goal in this series is to get us to learn to hear God's voice and to somewhat cut away the things that would hinder us from hearing God. Okay, that's enough for that point. Number one, God is a communicator. Number two, now you, I'm introducing the theme of why we often misunderstand the voice of God. Let me give you the third and final thing and we'll pick up next week. The third thing is this is that when we not just hear the voice of God, but when we obey God's voice, it releases us into our purpose. Listen to me closely. It's not just hearing, but it's obeying God's voice. It's not just hearing, but it's obeying. When God spoke to Samuel, he heard the voice of God. Eli, as an older mentor, helped him. Yes, yes, God, speak, but no, don't, don't miss this, don't miss this. But Samuel had to obey. He had to step into it. Do you know the Bible talks about, matter of fact, Jesus in Matthew chapter seven, he talks about a comparison and a contrast between two houses. He said, one house is likened to a man or a woman who hears God, hears the teachings of Christ, hears the word of the Lord, but doesn't obey the word. So they're hearing, but they're not obeying. So it's not just hearing, but there's an additional step, it's obeying. This person who hears but doesn't obey is like a person that builds their house upon the sand. And when the circumstances of life hit them, they're a, a, they're a sandy foundation, their house is knocked off its foundation. But those that hear the word and obey the word, those that hear God, see the point is not just hearing God, it's hearing God and then obeying God. The more we hear God and obey God, this person is likened to builds their house upon a rock. 
So when the negative circumstances come in their life, by the way, hearing God does not exempt you. It does not preempt anything of negative circumstances coming into your life. Don't let any preacher tell you it does. When you hear God is, does not exempt you from trial, but it gives you confidence in the midst of your trial. It gives you strength to endure. It gives you a, an understanding of God's sovereign purpose as you walk through it. So hearing God does not, but I will say this, hearing God will often help you avoid some things that you bring into your own life. So don't misunderstand that at all. Hearing God and then obeying God. Jesus said it this way, those that hear the word, everybody say, hear God. It's not just hearing God. What is my ultimate goal? At the end of six weeks, I guess mid-February, is that you're hearing God, but you're not just hearing God through the word. You're not just hearing through the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. You walk, you and your, if you're married, you and your wife are walking into a house, you're figuring out, should I buy this, should I not? And you pray. What does it mean, let's pray about it? What you're asking is, Holy Spirit of God, Speak to me and give me one of three options. Green light, let's buy it. Yellow light, proceed with caution. Red light, back up and don't go any further. Do you know the advantage that a woman or a man of God has when they begin to hear the voice of God? Business people, oh, do you think God's concerned about your business? You bet he's, he absolutely he's concerned. Those of you that are raising kids, man, you're hearing God, God is speaking to me, God's talking to me. Listen, any relationship you may be in, listen, when you begin to hear God, God whispers to you a word from his, a promise from his word. God will speak through the inner witness. I'm telling you, it's hearing and then obeying and your life will, listen, your life will be revolutionized. The call of God is so strong in your heart, I'll close with this. God's plan for your life, God's purpose for your life. As you begin to hear God and obey God, you begin to fulfill his purpose for your life. You guys receive that word today? Come on, how many of y'all excited about it? I wanna pray for you.